It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights defeated by the Minnesota Wild 4-2. Let's head downstairs and bring in head coach Pete DeBoer as he addresses the media after tonight's loss. Uh, that happened tonight just, uh, you know, didn't stick, stick enough pucks in the net. What up, Ben Goats, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hey, Pete, you used the phrase, it was just one of those nights. Um, is this a game where you look back on and say, if we come with a similar effort in game six, then we'll get a different result? Yeah, I think so. I, I think if you, you throw that, that game, you know, if, if, you, if you replay that game I don't know, nine times out of ten, you probably win. So we didn't tonight. And, uh, you know, but we, we knew this wasn't going to be easy coming in. I, I think if anyone had said, Hey, uh, at the start of the series, you've got to. We're going to give you an opportunity to go into Minnesota Game Six and and win the series, uh, and Game Seven is going to be at home. You know, we would have taken that. So, um, you know, we worked to put ourselves in a good spot. We had an opportunity tonight. We we uh, we worked hard. Uh, didn't get it done. We'll regroup and look to get it done in Game Six. So we'll go to Justin Emerson, Las Vegas Sun. Pete, you had that power play goal. It looked like the other power play had some good movement on it, too. How did you feel about how that unit played tonight? Yeah, the power play was good. That was a big goal for us. Um, you know, I, I thought the second period we deserved a little more. You know, I, I didn't think we deserved to be down 3-1 uh, at the end of one. And, I, you know, I thought we deserved, you know, to have probably tied it up by the end of the second. So it, it was a big goal to get the one. Uh, nice that the power play got it. And, uh, you know, we had we had some real good five-on-five looks too. We just didn't stick in the net. Next question tonight comes from Stormy Bontoni with the Vegas Golden Knights. Pete, there's been a lot of physicality in this series and maybe even more tonight. How much bad blood is brewing between these two teams as the series goes on? Yeah, I think there's a lot. You get two big, physical, heavy teams that, that play that type of game, and there's a lot of bodies colliding out there. So, um, you know, we're fighting for our life. So are they. It's uh, it's down to to basically two games, and you know, we've got to find a way to win one of them. Um, but you know, there, there's a lot of collisions uh, when you play a team five times in ten days uh, with your season on the line. You you, you get a lot of those. Uh, those battles. Next question for Pete comes from Chris Matthews, Channel 8, Las Vegas. Chris. Hello, Pete. I was just wondering if um, go, heading now back to Minnesota there, is, is it one of those situations with the, it is the playoffs and everything's on the line and so forth that you almost cannot wait as a team, as a group to get back on the ice again after you played so well in that second and third periods? Yeah, well, you know, we, we – you know, we're looking forward to game six. Um, I, I think right, you know, after, after, a, uh, after a game like that, you want to, you know, you, you want to rest and regroup and uh, re-energize. So that, that it's important that tomorrow we do that. And, um, you know, we'll be ready to go in game six. We've put ourselves, we've worked hard to put ourselves in a really good spot here. And, uh, you know, we'll go and try and take advantage of it in game six. Take one final question tonight that goes to Jesse Granger with The Athletic. 
AP, it seemed like tonight, especially William Carlson is really battling in the corners and in front of the net. Can you talk about his effort against a heavy team like Minnesota? He's usually outweighed by quite a bit, but he's still in there battling. Yeah, I thought that was our best line tonight. I thought those guys uh, were dangerous every time they were on the ice. And, you know, he's uh, he's the center on that line that, that really kind of stirs the drink. But, uh, you know, those guys were, were real good all night. Thanks, Pete. That was head coach Pete DeBoer with tonight's postgame interview presented by Nevada Eye Physicians addressing the media after tonight's 4-2 loss to the Minnesota Wild. And we head back up to the radio booth, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan, you, you look at this game, and for the Golden Knights, it's not like they didn't have their chances to get back in this game to tie the game to to look for more it's just a matter of not really bearing down on those opportunities through the second and third period yeah they were there and you know it's gary touched on this it's almost like you, you feel the pressure of playing at home or wherever the pressure might come from and there there were chances i mean they were i mean you talk about how they Ended up the final shot clock on the scoreboard here at T-Mobile Arena reads 40, uh, which, men, uh, which means they have, you know, more than doubled the shot output of Minnesota, who had 14. There were a number of other chances that missed the net. I mean, they missed the net quite a bit today. Um, there were a number of other attempts that were blocked. So who knows wh which of those that um, were close might have gone in as pete said if you play that game nine out of ten times i think about a handful of plays where if you replay it you know nine out of ten times you know puck comes to a stick and it goes into the goal or what have you and uh, yeah then the other strange thing is just how the officials decided that there was almost nothing worth calling a penalty today the one was delay of game which is black and white you call it there's no uh, discretion there it's just called and then there, the other one was a blatant trip for Riley Smith. It was really a great penalty by Brodeen because it might have saved a goal. But there were some others um, that were curiously not called both ways, both yeah. ways. Yeah. Um, but it, it's worth pointing out that this game could have been quite different had some of those things been called. So it, just in terms of, of kind of the way this game was officiated and what the expectation might be for game six, where how do you go into that one? If you're, if you're a player expecting... Uh, certain things to be called, certain things not to be called. Like, how, how do you kind of a address that between games and get ready for how that game might be called in game six? Yeah, it, it, it's a strange thing. In baseball, you think about who's the home plate umpire and this guy calls high strike or low strike or whatever. And there is a similar scouting when it comes to officials. And we know there's a whole website dedicated to, to officials, <laughs> right? And, and there there is a book on who calls more penalties, who calls fewer penalties. And clearly the NHL keeps track of this stuff carefully. The best officials, deemed the best by the NHL, get to work the playoffs. And the best of the best move on and work the later round. So it's not to say the officials here <laughs> are to blame for anything. It's just that I think that we, we got used to the officials who worked the first three games of the series because they simply rotated three people. Now in the last two games, games four and games five, it's been four completely different people each night, meeting referees and linesmen, whereas they just sort of cycled through a few people the first few games of the series. I, I find that curious. I mean, it's, if you're going to keep the same officials for the first three games, why not just continue to cycle through those three? Or 
if you're going to change it, then change it every game. So I just find it curious that they would have allowed that to, you know, three people for the first three games and then four different people for the next two. Anyway, I, not that that's, again, a major impact on the series, just one of those oddities that, uh, at least in my strange uh, noggin, I, I found interesting, Ryan. <laughs> you know, I, I yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It, it, it's, it's kind of just an anomaly here in terms of that. But I guess kind of my, my main question, the, the big overarching one for the Golden Knights is, you know, this is the first time in this series that the Minnesota Wild have answered, right? The, yeah. the Golden Knights score a goal, Minnesota answers, and then it's up to Vegas to turn the tide of the momentum. They did a great job. They just couldn't find that next goal. But, you know, I, I wonder how that maybe affects Minnesota as you go into game six, knowing that you've now figured out how to answer the Golden Knights. I don't know what it was like in the dressing room or on the flight or at dinner last night for any of these Minnesota players, but I have been around a lot of the Minnesota folks the last handful of days, obviously being in St. Paul, talking with folks who worked for the team, wild alumni, wild broadcasters, writers, people who are around this team. And the word inevitable came up quite a bit. I mean, there was very little hope that this team was going to win the game here today uh, with the frustrations of Zach Parisi and all of that with Dean Evason and then you wonder about the health of different players. Carson Soucy is unavailable because of an injury. How is it going to unfold here today? And we know Vegas is a tough place to come, right? The the uh, the whole idea of coming into this building, into this city, which, by the way, is uh, a lot more active than it was uh, the last time the Wild were here. Uh, <laughs> all of that comes together, and, and, and I, I don't think there was a lot of optimism for the Minnesota folks. And, and maybe the, the Wild players felt that inevitability and they got lucky or maybe they said hey we were hearing all this negative talk we're going to do something about it and uh, Zach Parisi who clearly is on the outs with Dean Evison and vice versa he provides the go-ahead goal here I mean, he has scored 36 playoff goals in his career and by the way he scored eight in one postseason under Pete DeBoer and yeah. the Devils went to the cup final so there's that element too not that Parise had a big impact the rest of the game but clearly you know to put the, the goal on the board the way he did in the first period you know, that's that's notable so there, there are going to be guys however you look at it Ryan um, there there could be some renewed optimism for these guys who I suppose some of them felt that this was not going to happen after the way that they lost game four. But now it's, uh, it's a little different feel as it goes back to Minnesota. All right, Dan, as always, thanks for joining me here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show, and we will talk to you on Wednesday. Sounds good, Ryan. Thanks. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Wild defeat the Golden Knights 4-2. Vegas still leads the series three games to two. Game six will be on Wednesday, time TBD. But as soon as we get one, we will let you know. Golden Knights looking to close this one out in Minnesota on Wednesday night. The post-game injury report is brought to you by the Valley Health System, the official health system of the Vegas Golden Knights. Of course, the big question marks for Vegas remain the same. Max Pacioretty, 
Will he be available? Tomasz Nosek, will he be available? There's a lot of question marks in terms of those two players and whether or not the Golden Knights will be able to utilize them within this round. So Wednesday, I'm, I'm certain there will be game time decisions. So we'll find out whether or not Max Pacioretty, Tomas Nosek are good to go for the Vegas Golden Knights on Wednesday. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. And you know, again, there are over 12,000 fans in the building tonight. And the Golden Knights needed a, a strong start. And you know what? It did start well for Vegas as Mark Stone would notch his fourth goal of the series. Tuck sets up Stone, closing in. He scores! Listen to this crowd. Mark Stone rips it in from the left circle. Vegas has a 1-0 lead. That's Mark Stone from Alex Tuck and Nick Holden at 8.14 of the first period to make it one to nothing. Vegas. The Wild would answer right back, though, as Kirill Kaprizov would get his first career playoff goal. Minnesota coming ahead left to right. In comes Hartman. And back to the right, a shot. Score! Kaprizov rips it into the top right corner. And Minnesota ties it up. Kaprizov's first goal of the playoffs. Kirill Kaprizov, his first of the playoffs for Matt Zuccarello at 9.06 in the first period to make it 1-1. Just under three minutes later, Zach Parisi would give the Wild the lead. Fiala gets it again, up top for Dumbo, rink wide left, Brodina, slap shot, turned away. Flurry the rebound, but then it's jammed off of Flurry and into the goal. Zach Parisi at the left post, and it's a 2-1 Minnesota lead. That's Parisi from Jonas Brodeen and Matt Dumba, 11.57 of the first period to make it 2-1 Minnesota. The Wild continued their push, and Jordan Greenway would score his first of the series. Greenway comes up right side, he shoots, Flurry the save, rebound, score! Flurry made the initial save, but he could not squeeze it. It rattled around near the right post. Greenway, first man to play it. He had two cracks at the right post. And he got it through, and it's a 3-1 Minnesota lead. That's Jordan Greenway, his first from Callan Addison at 16-34 the first period to make it 3-1 Minnesota. We would head to the second period. The Golden Knights would dominate that period. 22-1, the shots on goal advantage for the Vegas Golden Knights. And it's a power play opportunity, and Alec Martinez cutting the lead to one. We'll try Petrangelo. Martinez scores! There's a big scrap after the goal. Alec Martinez, a power play goal, has the Knights within one with 10-17 to go in the second period. Alec Martinez from Alex Petrangelo, 9.43 of the second period, a power play goal, 3-2 Minnesota. We'd head to the third period. Marc-Andre Fleury, though not tested often, would have to come up with a with our AAA insurance save of the game. There's a tie-up. There's no penalty call. There's Greenway shooting off the left post. Rebound, Erickson. It shoots another save. Shoving afterwards, tie-up behind Fleury. And Flurry threw a punch now. Greenway punched Flurry. And the linesman trying to separate all of this. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24 7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, 
outsmart life. So the Golden Knights would continue to press. Marc-Andre Fleury would be pulled for the extra attacker, and Nico Sturm would get the empty net goal. Marcheseau hoping for Theodore. It's chipped down to the zone. Petrangelo hustling back. It is into the empty net. It's a goal, and Petrangelo crashes into the goal. 4-2 Minnesota with 37 seconds to play. Nico Sturm unassisted 19-22 of the third period to make it 4-2 Minnesota, and all that was left was the final call. Four seconds left. It's dumped in by Brown, but that's going to do it here in game five. Minnesota has won twice in three tries at T-Mobile Arena, and they force game six with a 4-2 victory here at the Fortress. There you have it, the final 4-2 Minnesota. Live to fight another day, the Wild do. Game number six will be on Wednesday. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. No other city does sports quite like Las Vegas because only in Vegas is it game time all the time. After the final buzzer sounds, hit the town to explore all the award-winning dining, attractions, experiences, and luxury resorts Vegas has to offer. To learn more, go to visitlasvegas.com today. It's the AAA Insurance postgame show. 4-2 to two the final. The Minnesota Wild get the win and extend their season by at least one more game. Now, for the Golden Knights, this is a, a tough one, right? Because for a team that was, was focused in on the start, they got it. Mark Stone scores within the first 10 minutes of the first period. Building went nuts. And you look at that, and you couple it with everything we've known in terms of this series. Once the Golden Knights had scored, the Minnesota Wild have had a hard time of answering. They do tonight. And it's, it's important who scores the goal for Minnesota. It's Kirill Kaprizov. And, and you've been waiting, if you're a Wild fan, for Kirill Kaprizov to kind of have a moment, right? To, to break out, to, to impact this series in some way and for the golden knights it's not that they didn't answer it's that they didn't answer immediately and we've talked a lot about jonathan marcheseau's goal in game number two 18 seconds after matt dumba scores to flip the script to answer immediately to put the pressure back on the minnesota wild that didn't happen immediately tonight for the golden knights second period fantastic period and we heard from pete DeBoer already tonight when he, when he says, I thought we deserved more in the second period, and not, not being about officiating, <laughs> we'll get to that, I promise. Um, when Pete DeBoer talks about deserving more, in terms of goals scored in the second period, yes, the Golden Knights get a power play goal from Alec Martinez, but really in, in this game, the way that Cam Talbot was seeing the puck, the way that the Minnesota Wild were collapsing in and around Cam Talbot, not really just content, I suppose, to, to clamp it down, not looking for offense, not looking to press the issue in any way, shape, or form. The Golden Knights needed to tie the game in the second period. 
that's when they needed it because you go to the room between the second and third period, out shooting a team in 20 minutes, 22 to 1, and then you're still not square. You're still not tied going into the third. I think that can be a bit deflating. Now, it's not that the Golden Knights didn't push. They pushed. They pushed incredibly hard. And, you know, again, I, I... this game comes down to a couple of small plays or big, depending on what, what side of the coin you fall. And I, I keep thinking back to three grade-A looks by Alex Tuck, set up by Mark Stone, each one. And, and it was in the second period. It was after the Golden Knights score to make it 3-2. to two. And if you get one of those looks to go, we're talking about a completely different game. Cam Talbot made some big saves. That's really what it boils down to. The Golden Knights generated a lot of offense. They got a lot of looks, a lot of really high-quality looks. And you know what? Cam Talbot in this game stole one. He did. And you can, you can, take, you can get upset when I say stole one, but that's really essentially what happened here. So for the Golden Knights, it's all about regrouping, right? You've you got to go back to the drawing board. You've got to go to Minnesota. You've got to find what worked well for you in Game 3 and Game 4, and now you've got another opportunity to close it out. This is why the Golden Knights worked so hard to get themselves to a position where they were up 3-1 to one in a series, and this affords them an opportunity to cash in on that come Wednesday night. We're back to wrap it up next. AAA Insurance Post Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show, 4-2 to the final. The Minnesota Wild stave off elimination. Live to fight another day. Game 6 will be Wednesday. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Solar and Windows. And again... The start was perfectly fine for the Golden Knights. Mark Stone gets a goal. All of a sudden, you start to feel like there's a a real inevitability to this game. 12,000-plus fans in the stands, ready to rock. And then the Minnesota Wild answer. And, And it's been an answer that they've been looking for for three straight games. It didn't come at home, but it came today. It came tonight. The Minnesota Wild were able to swing momentum for a brief period of time in this game and be opportunistic. Marc-Andre Fleury allows three first-period goals, which is like really astounding when you, when you think about it because coming into this game, Marc-Andre Fleury had allowed four goals in four games. So, you know, again, there's, there's inevitability and it works both ways. For the Golden Knights in, in this game, that Mark Stone goal, the play, a nice little chip play in the neutral zone, Spring Stone on a breakaway, beats Cam Talbot, the roof comes off this place, and then you get one of those periods of inevitability where Minnesota puts the puck on the net. Mark andre Fleury, who had been making all of those saves through the first four games of the series, they go in today. 
So for the Golden Knights, it's all about regrouping. And once Minnesota got out of the first period with a 3-1 lead, they were in preservation mode. That's where they were. That's what they did through 40 minutes. I don't think that that's a recipe for success if you're the Minnesota Wild, but it is a recipe that bought you one more game at a minimum. And before we leave here, just call some semblance of the rule book in these games. There were clear, blatant penalties on both sides, none of which was called in this game. And I think in, in that moment, you're doing a disservice to the players that are out there trying to actually go about their business and play a hockey game. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 4-2 to two the final. The Minnesota Wilds stave off elimination, live to fight another day. Game 6 will be Wednesday. 702-876-1340 is the number. Quite a bit to talk about in this game. And for starters, the Minnesota Wild answered. They they had a period in this game in which they fell behind and answered the bell nearly immediately. Kirill Kaprizov, his first of the playoffs. And then Minnesota takes advantage of a couple of Golden Knights mistakes. Your thoughts, Darren Millard? Minnesota got performances and finish from three players that hadn't scored a playoff goal. Uh, Minnesota got uh, the effort uh, from Kaprizov, who answered right back. And, and we talked about uh, Vegas being able to answer back in game two, yeah. how Minnesota answered back. But the uh, the goal in game three was called back by a coach's challenge. Uh, the quick responses have become uh, a trend in this series. Tonight, it went the Minnesota wild way. There was no challenge that saved it. Uh, and averted it, and for eight minutes, Minnesota was able to grab the game back. I mean, it, it, it was an even first period, mm -hmm. but it looked like it was the Golden Knights' worst period. And I don't agree with that uh, necessarily, <laughs> and and we'll we'll talk about slow starts over the next couple of days. Yeah, I don't think it was necessarily a slow start, but it was Minnesota's best period. And they were able to get some results and performances out of players that they hadn't got. And we're going to a sixth game, which is the exact area that I thought this series would go to. How, how we got there is different and yeah. unexpected yeah. with the Golden Knights winning those three straight games. But we're, we're right in the ballpark of, 
of the uh, the expected uh, series length. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting kind of how we've arrived at this point. But for the Golden Knights, it, you talk about putting in the work, getting to a point where you're up 3-1 to one in the series, and this is this is the benefit to that. You've got another chance. You, you go back to Minnesota, and for the Golden Knights, you've got to regroup and refocus and, and get another win in Minnesota. And ironically, you look at this series, home teams 1-4 no. and four in this series. Ryan. There's so much of this series that you can just throw out the window from from a lot of the uh, cliches that that are swirl around the world of hockey. You you had a team tonight with 40 shot attempts mm-hmm. to three yep. in the second period. Yes, and you only come out of that with one goal. Okay, that's bizarre. First first goals of the game, teams having no success. Converting those into victories yeah. in this series. You talk about home ice advantage, mm-hmm. one win yep. for for the home team, and and this is a series with two teams that lost ten games combined <laughs> in regulation at home this year. Like, all of it, yeah, all of it should mean success, uh-huh. and all of it is kind of going against the grain. Yeah, it's been a wild series. No pun intended. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Stephanie, how you doing? Uh, I'm actually kind of angry, and not that we lost, but just that the way this game was called. After the first game, I called and asked what you, got, what you thought that the refs would do because they seemed to be just kind of letting penalties slide. And today, like, it was really bad, and... I understand that penalties can change the game and they don't want the refs don't want to manage the game and all that but like if the rules are like the rules exist right mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you know if, if the rules are there especially when like the two that really kind of upset me were Petrangelo being held for ever apparently like Dan Duva was talking about it for at least 10 seconds which is crazy as the ref is staring at it and then at the end of the game when um we should have been called for a trip. Like, if, if it's that blatantly obvious, like, it needs to be called. I, I think they've been consistent, though, Stephanie. And I agree. You, you look at, at some plays that any other night are, are whistled as, as penalties. Uh, yeah, that can get frustrating. But it's been very consistent from game one of this series uh, that they've been able to let them go. Now, if, if it changes in game six mm-hmm. and they start locking it down and we get a penalty parade, then I'll be disappointed, and I think the coaches will be up in arms as well. But uh, from from just uh, a consistency through the first five games, I don't mind the standard as long as it's the same. Yeah, I, I feel like today's standard was a bit different. I, I think that y- you know you have some some very clear instances where there should have been calls on both sides, and you know what? In terms of of these players out there on the ice trying to settle the game, the rule book should still be the rule book. And and like when when you're able to hold a player in the neutral zone, not allow them to get back. Oh not, yeah, Hooks. like it, it's just it's been today's game for me felt different. And, and that was a bit frustrating. Now, I, I agree with you 100%, Darren, and thanks for the call, Stephanie, that if we go into game six and the game looks very different in terms of how it's called from today, that's yeah. going to be a huge source of frustration. If, if there's five power plays to four power plays on Wednesday, I have an issue with that. Yeah. But two two to nothing tonight? Uh, and 
And and and again, it, it like it goes beyond the Golden Knights. Like it, it was on both sides tonight in terms of the officiating. That was uh, a bit frustrating. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. Back to the phone lines. Let's bring in Joe. Joe, how you doing? I'm okay. Uh, I was able to get to the fortress tonight. Um, what do you think? How was it? Well, I the the first thought when they turned out the lights and they were counting down to ten, I went, oh. This feels like normal. We we are we are back to normal. Good for you. So so uh, I mean that was that that first moment was incredible. Um, so so yeah. Um, so I wanted to bring up two things. Uh, first thing was you know again the officials. Uh, I thought tonight's game was real real scrummy too especially after the whistles mm-hmm. and it, i i started to think you know this is like watching um adolescents play and the roughs are not being the parents and doing the job and clamping down on it when they should you know you clamp down on it in the beginning and then you know children start to learn okay maybe i can't get away with that but that wasn't happening tonight Joe, Joe, this um, is the thirteenth time they played this year. I think. I think this is. Uh, you, you're going to have to get used to this going forward. Uh, they've had enough of each other. Yeah, I understand that, and I understand it's playoff hockey. It, it was just getting a little. I don't know. Too, uh, a little too much. I thought for for me. The the second thing I want to I want to bring up, and I think, you know, the Golden Knights did do a good job in the second and third period based on the the shot disparity in the game but you know you know as as much as flower has given this team yes he had a bad first period but but we got to expect our boys to bail him out sometimes you know and uh while they came close and they were trying they they got to put that puck in the net and and make those shots a little tougher for Talbot to see. Yeah, thanks for the call, Joe. Uh, you know, I think the Golden Knights had plenty of really good looks, and I thought Cam Talbot played incredibly well. But you know, you go back to that second period, and I thought Pete DeBoer's comments post game were interesting about you know thinking that this team deserved more in the second period. You throw twenty two shots on net. You mentioned forty shot attempts. And Mark Stone, Alex Tuck, a lot of chemistry, some great feeds, some great looks for Alex Tuck. Oh. Cam Talbot was just really dialed in and very, very good. Playing the role of Ryan Hartman and Kevin Fiala tonight <laughs> was Alex Tuck. Yes. Who had some great look. And there's a couple of pucks, too, that, and you from right here, you and Jeff, mm-hmm. would have had a great look yeah, was at there. a puck that slipped just through the legs of Cam Talbot and stopped short of the line. So uh, I like – so last year in the bubble, let me just compare it to that. Yeah. I think there was some, uh, some valid criticism of Vegas making things uh, easier on the goaltender than they could have. Yeah. Like they, they had lots of shots, uh, lots of uh, zone time, but could have done more. Tonight, it just 
it didn't happen. Yeah. But 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 from puck movement, from uh, getting chances, from rebound opportunities, from deflections, Mark Stone had a couple of those. There was a lot of great chances tonight. Yeah, I mean the Minnesota Wild. Marcus Foligno comes up with a play very similar to the one we got from Alex Petrangelo. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a puck in the blue paint behind the goaltender. Foligno saves a goal. That's really the margin of of, yep. of errors here in terms of this game, and it just didn't go the Golden Knights way tonight. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Rita. Rita, how you doing? Well, hell, I've been better. Um, I was kind of hoping we'd wrap it up tonight, but I look at it this way. Okay, if they want us to beat them in front of their fans, that's what we'll do on Wednesday. You know, you just got to move on. We'll just, uh, I think it's another opportunity, Rita, to just, fully and completely brush aside that Minnesota mystique. Go right up there and beat them in their own backyard. That's what I figure. I kind of wanted them to do it tonight at home, but you know, evidently Cam Talbot wanted to be embarrassed at home, so we'll do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it when Rita gets on a roll and starts chirping. Oh, thank you for the call, Rita. Wonderful as always. Every single night, Rita brings the heat. We're back with more on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 4-2 to the final. The Minnesota Wild stave off elimination, beat the Vegas Golden Knights, force game six. And, you know, you look at this game, and it's an interesting one in, in the fact that, again, the Golden Knights, their second period was among the best periods of hockey that I've seen from a team in terms of sustained pressure, in terms of dominating possession and dominating grade a high danger quality scoring chances the golden knights got the looks they were looking for in this game they just couldn't find that next goal mentioned shot attempts 40 to 3 the shots on goal were 23 to 1 i'll put it in a different way i phrased this uh, to gary lawless and lawless in order between uh-huh. the second and third the the ice crew that goes out during the TV timeouts. (laughs) The only reason why they went into the Vegas zone is because they didn't want to screw up the pattern that that they've got down pat. There was no snow to pick up down there at all. No. Uh, It was as controlled and dominant as you can get. Close. And they still, remember, they still outscored Minnesota 1-0 in in that period. So it it was perfect. It would you get greedy? You want more? Yeah, yeah. But you, it wasn't like you you outshot them twenty three to one and you were down <laughs> by a goal in the period. You even came out of it with more goals than the opposition. And and Mark Andre Fleury didn't allow a goal in the second and the third. He only he only faced seven shots. But yeah, like they again they they pushed back. First period's been a bit bit iffy. Uh, more, it's been Minnesota's best period yeah. uh, in, in the games, and 
that is one of the areas where Minnesota has been able to be a little bit more competitive. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Al. Al, how you doing? Hey, hi, hi. thank you for taking my call. Yep. Hey, you know, I'm going to say something, and I hope I don't come off negative, but um, a lot of times that Negrano uh, comes on other shows and talks about the Knights, and I'm not an ex-hockey expert. A lot of the things he says is exactly what I feel, so I'm just going to let it all roll out. And, all right, let's go. And so the thing is this, is that uh, I see that they struggle, that the Knights struggle to score. And, yes, they did dominate the second period, but it's kind of like, the other team is like rope doping them. Like they're they're really yeah. playing tight underneath the net, and they're letting the knights go, uh, skate around, and they're just not letting themselves get moved, you know. And I I'm starting to get the feeling this is going to end up like when we lost against the Sharks, you know, we were three to one ahead, and we ended up losing the series. And I'm getting that feeling, and I just don't see the knights getting in there and scoring when they have to score. I, you know, get that knockout punch to, to make things happen. And, and that's just, and I see that, and I'm seeing that again this year. That, that's just kind of my, my opinion, you know. Al, Al, I just want to uh, jump in here uh, and point out that the Golden Knights had scored nine straight goals uh, coming into tonight. No, that's true. I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. you're right. No, that was a fact. That's all. And uh, they just, looked really strong on um, uh, the previous game, mm-hmm. and I just thought that they had to just come in there and knock it out, and they couldn't do it. So we'll see. I think what's going to happen is that well, these, the other uh, team's trying to right. These now? guys are just going to stay really solid and hold it in. Like I said, you know, kind of rope it up. Uh, you you want to know what's. Uh... What's worse than being rope-a-doped and, and having to go six games and still have a 3-2 series lead? Mm. Uh, what's the well, it's, it's scoring 105 points in 56 <laughs> games as Connor McDavid <laughs> and being swept in the first round, which is what just happened. The Edmonton Oilers just got bounced in the first round by the Winnipeg Jets. So uh, yeah. oh. be, being up three games to two right now, it's eh, still okay. Okay, well, I hope you know. I'm hoping that um, uh, that it works, and that maybe my analysis is right, and it'll get to the team, and and something good will happen. And you tell uh, the, you tell Danny Negrano to give us a call. All righty, all right. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Al. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us on the other side of the break. It's the extended post game show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us here. The Minnesota Wild defeat the Golden Knights 4-2. Nico Sturm, empty net goal. Zach Parisi scores a goal. Jordan Greenway breaks through. Kirill Kaprizov answers right away and and as you mentioned it's players that needed to make an impact for minnesota coming through and being opportunistic in an eight minute stretch where the minnesota wilds offense clicked who whose game would you rather have tonight it's all vegas yeah like you you look at the way the golden knights were able to take control of the second period the the third period the push was still there for vegas it wasn't as as dominant as it was in the second period. But again, I think that that's just one of those situations where 
the Golden Knights emptied the gas tank in that second period. They were looking for two goals. They wanted to go into the third period even with Minnesota. And, you know, we talk about goaltending all the time. We talk about the Golden Knights and Marc-Andre Fleury and, and how he, throughout this series at various times, has has allowed the Golden Knights to kind of settle into their game. Cam Talbot tonight allowed the Minnesota Wild to ride an eight-minute period in that first period to another victory. That's Cam Talbot was really good. It was a weird, strange game. Uh, like Zach Parise, I, I don't know where the relationship is with his head coach mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what his relationship with the team going forward next year uh, with being in and out of the lineup. And then uh, Keith Jones was very public uh, the other night, day uh, on the broadcast that he should have been on the power play, and he wasn't. And it, it might be one of those tough love things that yeah. Dean Evison's doing r- using right now because he gets a goal out of Zach Parisi tonight. Jordan Greenway was really good. Yeah. Even when Vegas was carrying the play, he was a thorn in the in the side. Matt Dumba has, has been effective. But when you go down the list of players that that you like from Vegas, we talked about. I thought Jonathan Marshall was really strong. Yeah. William Carlson had one of his best games that I've seen him play in a long time. Uh, Keegan Colasar had a couple of moves. Uh, Yanmark uh, was effective. Uh, Stone scores the goal and just is so calm distributing the puck uh, to, to Alex Tuck. Uh, every line had moments, and Alex Petrangelo tonight uh, was, again, the, the player that was advertised. Let's head, let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Tyrone. Tyrone, how you doing? All right, let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Matthew. Matthew, how you doing? Good. How you guys doing tonight? Good. Hey, I just got a quick question. Um, so I know, uh, you know, the board's been like uh, changing out a lot of things with the third line. So I just want to kind of kind of get you guys' opinion on the consistency for the third line, and see if we can do a little better on that line, and uh, hopefully get some productivity out of that line. I've liked the third line throughout this series since uh, since Alex Tuck was moved up uh, on a more permanent basis with Stone and Stevenson. Uh, I, I thought uh, Nick Waugh struggled. There was a first period in Minnesota where he had trouble w- with the puck and uh, was guilty of a couple of turnovers. But uh, on a whole, uh, I've been really impressed, and I, I think that that's been a major plus for for the Golden Knights throughout this series. Yeah, I think. think- I, I, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, when, if, if Patchy ever comes back, um, do you think? Uh, you know, you Texan dropped down the third line again. Obviously, I would assume, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Then you'll have a decision, uh, Colasar, uh, Patrick Brown. That that kind of decision that yeah. you'll have to make. And, and Brown's played well. <laughs> yeah, the 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 Golden Knights in terms of depth, like they've been they've been fine in this series. Mm-hmm. I, I've really liked the third line, their ability to get in on the forecheck, but pull those pucks off the wall and bring them to the net. There's a directness to their game that that I've really liked over the last three or four games. And you know what? When Max Pacioretty comes back, should that happen soon, you immediately Im- Im- boost your depth by having Alex Tuck in a situation on the third line where he can be a matchup nightmare, and and it just kind of fortifies everything down the down the way for the Golden Knights. Maybe that's what they're waiting for. Pacioretty come back and uh, and play in Game Six and get everybody going in the right direction. Maybe that's why it's worked out this way. Wrapping it up next, extended post game show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas.
Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, Minnesota, stave off elimination. Beat Vegas 4-2 to in Game 5, force Game 6, which will be Wednesday, 6 p.m. puck drop, 5 p.m. pregame show. Darren Millard, your final thoughts. Stave off elimination, a bit of a theme tonight. Tampa Bay had a chance to bounce Florida. Mm-hmm. Didn't do it as yep. the Panthers start their 20-year-old rookie goaltender, third different goaltender yeah, buddy. Uh, in the series. Spencer Knight. So Tampa will go to a sixth game. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights will go to a sixth game as Minnesota staves off elimination. The only team that had a chance to advance tonight that did is the one that nobody expected to pull off a sweep, and that yep. was the Winnipeg Jets uh, taking uh, out the Connor McDavid-led Edmonton Oilers in the minimum. So uh, I, I think um, we're just going to have to get used to this is this is a different different time, and, and whatever you think is going to happen may not just go according to plan. I cannot wait for tomorrow because we get to talk about Connor McDavid, yeah, the Edmonton Oilers, what comes next there, uh, but also Spencer Knight, and that's a great story. And whether or not the Florida Panthers are able to push this to a Game 7, that remains to be seen. But it's a great moment for Spencer Knight coming in, playing his first career NHL playoff game, and getting a win. Uh, going six games against the Minnesota Wild, again, from the start of the series, right where we expected. Mm-hmm. Being swept when you have a 105-point season uh, as Connor McDavid, that's surprising. So uh, even if you're disappointed tonight, and that's that's fully within your right, uh, I would have liked to have watched Vegas win on home ice for the first time uh, and clinch a series on home ice for the first time as well. But beats what Edmonton's going through right now. 100%. That's going to do it for us here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Jeff Rubino for turning the knobs, keeping us sounding fresh. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio. Thanks to Darren Millard for stopping by here on the Extended Post Game Show. And thanks to you, our callers. Without you, it's just not the same. Rita, good looking out as always. We'll be with you on Wednesday, 6 p.m. puck drop, 5 p.m. pregame show, right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.